We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind Where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated. Where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Yo, what is good, everybody out there in Coaches United fam, man? Listen, we are back for another episode of season three of the Coaches United podcast, uh, Coaches Speaks, right? And so I'm happy to be here tonight, man, with all of y'all again. Uh, so before we get into it, man, let me go ahead and say what's up to Sebastian. What's up, fam? Hey, how's it going? Buenas noches. Hey, all right. Thank you for Tell the people being what's up, Gemma. here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Hello, enjoying the sunshine today. So happy to be back. Yeah, no doubt. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, man. And we are talking about the culture of being vaccinated versus not being vaccinated and the fear around that, man. We got some dope, we got some, yo, we got some hot people with us tonight, man. So let's go ahead and say, Kurt, tell the people what's up, bro. What's up, everybody? This is Kurt Terry Springs. It's nice to meet you guys and thank you for having me on. No on doubt. What's up, Kurt? No training, doubt. So, yeah. No doubt. It's going to be dope. And so Kurt is going to tell y'all a little bit about himself in just a moment. And then now we got Peter. Yo, Peter, Dr. Peter, I should say. Tell the people what's up, Dr. Peter. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Peter and I'm, uh, I'm, I will try to, to pour some, uh, some scientific knowledge into this discussion here tonight. No doubt, man. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, man. So listen, you know, uh, uh, we've been through this pandemic for quite some time now, you know what I'm saying? And now there was a big rush around the vaccinations, right? And there are some people that are anti-vax, right? For various reasons, right? But now we want to get back into what we would consider to be like normality, right? And in order to do that, you know, we want to be preventative, right? And so we get the vaccination. But then there's people that don't want to get it. So tonight, man, we're going to just have a conversation around like how the vaccinations, you know, impact your body. We got a nutritionist here. Kurt is a nutritionist. He's going to tell you more about that. And then we have a molecular biologist with us tonight. And that's Dr. Peter. So Kurt, before we get into some of the questions and concerns that we might have, bro, why don't you tell the people exactly what it is that you do in our communities out here in the Pacific Northwest? Well, thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So I'm a nutritionist and personal trainer. I focus a lot on the nutrition and the benefits and how important it is 
to stay on top of your nutrition as well as your physical activities. Because a lot of injuries and conditions are due to inflammation. And with, you know, the U.S. diet nowadays, it's a, all the fried foods and all that people's awareness needs to be, you know, they need to understand what's going on when they're eating certain foods and, and all that. So that's no that's doubt. No doubt. Well, that's what you do, man. So listen, bro, um, because of that, you know what I'm saying? And, and of course, you know this and Dr. Peters knows this and everybody knows this. Uh, America is the most obese country in the world. Damn, and so perfect. if you, you know, do you have social media? Is there like a handle that maybe, you know, people that hear this message might want to get at you to say, hey, brother Kurt, can you give me some tips? You got a, You got that for him? Yes, yes. It's KTS underscore fit underscore life. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, my website's under construction right now, but to stay on my Instagram, I keep the videos live and very informative. No doubt, no doubt. Well, again, man, we're gonna jump into that, you know, this conversation, but we wanna thank you again for being here. So brother Peter, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do out here in the Pacific Northwest or wherever you might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here in uh, in Pacific Northwest uh, in over five years now. Uh, before that, I was on the East Coast and before that in Southwest and before that in Europe. So a uh, little bit of, of different backgrounds. Um, what I do here, I uh, design uh, medicines uh, to treat cancer. So um, I'm at the uh, at the beginning of, uh, of development of of the drugs that will help uh, cancer patients to to get rid of cancer, to get cured. Wow, wow. that's amazing. Hopefully none of you guys or, or any of the listeners will ever need our drugs, but if, if you know, you or family members or friends get sick, hopefully in a couple of years, we will have medicines uh, to cure cancer. Hmm. that's awesome awesome wow like i feel like that's one of the biggest accomplishments in like in history and when it comes to uh health you know because for so long we've been hearing about like you know uh different things trying to be done about it but you know like just being to finally able to find like something that works you know something that really changes the the future of medicine you know because right, right. cancer man cancer is we were just talking about this we were just talking about um you know obesity in the united yes. states and and just like how health is a subject that's not really as hot as it should be yeah yeah and, and, and you know a lot of, a lot of it boils down to priorities right like you know I mean, I, for one, like Brother Kurt was talking about earlier, I understand the dynamics of, you know, because our lineage, right? Like in, in Black American culture, it's, it's rooted in you to have this kind of like, you know, unhealthy, if you will, right? Because there's so many, that's a whole nother episode, yo, coming yeah. at you soon. But when you think about it, that's one, that's a mindset, that's a mentality, right? And so, um, when we think about like, just, just as an example for me, I work hard and so I snatch what I can or I don't eat, right? And none of those are healthy. But when you think about like what brother Peter is talking about, how 
he is facilitating, you know, the route to a healthier lifestyle through medicine, man, you know, it starts in your mind first and then it filters into your body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but man, we can talk all day. That's a whole nother topic tonight. We're talking about the culture of vaccines, right? But brother Peter, did you want to provide your uh, information so people might be able to hook, hook up with you as well on Instagram and maybe ask you some questions? Um, I don't have any, I don't have Instagram. I'm old school. I have email. <laughs> uh, no, no Snapchats or anything like that. So sorry about that. It's, uh, uh, I, I, I wanted to uh, share, you know, something about, you know, what I know and what I do and, you know, treating cancer and treating infectious diseases, uh, like, uh, COVID-19 it's, it's the same thing. And it's, um, it's very tightly connected to what we eat and how we exercise. It's all about our health. Yeah. So I really like one of the questions later in the discussions. What do you mean by healthy? And, and what should we do about being healthy? And, and how do you define that? Is it, can you, do, can you define health for, the, for everyone or everybody has their own definition of health? These are important questions to ask, and, and it's all connected. You know, are we stressed? Are we relaxed? Do we have enough sleep? All of this quality of life, everything is connected. And, and whether you, you will get sick because you are stressed and you are depressed, or you will get sick because of the virus, or you will get sick because of cancer, it doesn't really matter at the end. What we are all trying to do is to stay healthy and, uh, and take whatever it takes and do whatever it takes to, uh, to stay healthy. Whether it's a or change in diet or change in exercise, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Man, that is so real. And, and you know, again, I, I speak from, you know, because I grew up in New Orleans, I grew up not having a whole lot. Right. And so Brother Kirk can probably speak to this as well, uh, being a nutritionist. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a lifestyle change. And, you know, as much as we would desire to. Right. Like there's a oh man, like I said, it's a whole nother episode, too many more episodes. But when you think about just that dynamic of saying, OK, I want to change the way I live so I eat to change the way I live. Right. But that means now you have to put the financial situation into that because it's not cheap to change the way you eat. No, right, Kurt? What you think not, about that? It's, it's just funny. It's actually more expensive down the road if you continue to eat cheap, the, the, the money you have to spend on medication and the yeah. medical bills and all that. So it's really funny you, if you just, you know, become cheap, you know, don't, don't be cheap when it comes to food. You know, you wouldn't, if you had a million dollar horse, you wouldn't feed it junk food, right? Amen. And, and people will have a million dollar horse and still eat junk food while they're feeding their horse the right food for it. Yeah. And what Peter said, I like what he said, quality of life. And it ties into what you're saying with like, you know, the black culture and all that. And I like Hippocrates is one of my favorite uh, physicians back in the day. He said, uh, let food be thy medicine, thy medicine be thy food. Mm. And you know, it's it's huge. Um, I can you can just go on with like what he said with stress and all that. You yeah, you you hurt your immune system and it and what I really tie into is the bacteria, your stomach. I believe gut health is 
the focal point people should like, like they should, how can I put it in words? That should be the focal point, gut health. Yeah, yeah. The bacteria, your gut has, is linked to your brain and it's like, it, it can help with your immune system and the stuff we put in our, our gut, it's bad and uh, overeating, I man, like you said, I can go on and, and talk about overeating and how it just, your body's spending so much time trying to break down all this unnatural food that you're eating and not spending time fortifying your immune system. So you you just put it together and like with this, this virus and it just makes sense why this is this is such a pandemic is in the US especially. Man, listen. Yeah. Gemma, go ahead, go ahead, because, you know, I, I have a I have a follow up for that real quick. OK, now I was just going to say it's such a beautiful thing. I think we have like um, Kurt, who's kind of doing the building your body up right now, like strengthening your mentality, strengthening your physique, strengthening your immune system, like gaining knowledge about how to nourish yourself. And then Peter is working on this whole other aspect of like if all these things fall through and if you're not able to do that or if something goes wrong, like then we can engineer cells and engineer proteins to help fix that and to help people at least like cope with what they have or work with it or maybe um, recover from it. So it's just a really, I'm excited about this discussion, but yeah, go for it, Mr. V. Yeah, so so I spent time in the military, right? And of course, here, here's the, my, and, and Peter and Kurt, I want you to speak to this really quickly. Uh, but I like I said, I grew up not having a whole lot, right? Like. When I talk about the kid that went to school hungry and had only the lunch at school, you know what I'm saying? That's not a facade. That's not a fake story. That's the reality of a lot of, you know, urban youth. So, but my mindset was I'm not worried about eating because I'm not worried about eating, right? Like when you go hungry, you think about it, it's like, oh man, I'm hungry. But you realize you ain't gonna get no food. You stop thinking about what you hungry and you try to do something else to take your mind away from it so for me i was able to already have a fortified mindset when i went to the military and i joined the army and it was like bro if you ate great but you gotta focus on the mission mm. right you gotta focus on the mission and so you gotta snack here or there to sustain yourself when you're out on mission and so for me it was like the mind because the mind can play tricks on you. Uh, Dr. Peter spoke to it earlier about stress. A lot of people say, oh, well, it's my off day or this is my stress, my comfort food, right? And then it ties into what you said, Brother Kurt, about how gut health should be the, because your body, your pancreas and your liver and your gallbladder and all of that stuff breaks stuff down in your body. So it can turn into energy and a resource that your body needs. Mm -hmm. But I, what do you guys think about the mindset of eating, right? Because for me, it's like, bro, if I ate, great. If I didn't, I'm not going to trip on it because I know my mind is going to tell my body that you good. We got to keep pushing. What do you guys think about that? Well, uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I think Peter could attest to this. And um, like certain foods can damage your mainly sheep. Am I saying that right, Peter? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that is key in so. your brain and neurons and and reacting and in your mindset. And the thing, like I like to think about the mind is when you're eating bad, you build treads in your your brain. Like like think about snow. 
you know, you go down the same treads, right? So your brain remembers that and it's a process and it's easy and it's convenient. And that's why these foods are convenient to, to, to fit that narrative that your brain is telling you. And so that mindset needs to be shifted. And it's hard when you have stress and all these things build up. It's like, a, like this pandemic is a catalyst for all stress eating and, and I can just go on. And um, I feel like with the mindset, you have to really work on what's, what are you doing? Being mindful would really, ben you will benefit from that, from eating the smarter foods that can help your mammalian sheath and other things that function your brain and, and all that and fortify that. And that, oh man, it's, it's, it's a switch. Like I can yeah. invest to it, you know? Yeah, that's, there's, there's definitely a very strong connection between mind and body. And, you know, it goes all the way to all the uh, oriental medicines and, and, you know, Buddhism and yoga and, and all that. And basically, you know, being stressed or being happy, is it, is it real or is it in your head? Um, there's definitely, you know, if, if you're hungry, you know, there's nothing your mind can do about it, really. But, you know, there's, there's, there's so much, so much more. Uh, the, the fact that we are talking about going to school hungry and we are in the richest country in the world, that's, that's just tragedy. Another topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's baffling. I don't understand it. But yeah. yeah. Well, so so uh, Peter, I, I just want to like say like point out something important, that, and that is you know, like the lack of education. You know, because from like like you were saying, you know, from early age, you know, we we get we we live in a world where like things are easy, man. Like we like things are so easy, man. Like you can just. You, you can have a full meal in three minutes. All it takes is put it in the microwave and that's it. You don't even, all you have to do is get out from your couch, get it, put it in the microwave, ready to go. Like, it's, it's so like, we live in a world that is very convenient in many ways. Yeah. And you can get really lazy. We can get really, uh, what's the word? Like complacent, you know? Mm -hmm. complacent. Yeah. And then, you know, um, that, combined with the miseducation man like the, 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 the schools like they really gotta start doing better at educating kids about like what they put in their in their bodies because like you were saying you know like when you when you're driving when you learn to to to, to drive a vehicle they teach you like how how to do things how to take care of it you know simple things it's the same with the body there we need to learn we need to make it a norm to teach yeah. people yes. how to take care of their bodies right. um, because really is is that's that's the bigger issue like that's what's going on in america is that yeah it's complacency and miseducation miseducation you know especially in communities of color when where they don't have the resources you know but like it, it takes all of us to to make change it takes all of us to 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 drive for a better lifestyle you know you're doing your part peter you guys are finding the cures for certain things, advancing uh, science and everything. Kurt, you're teaching people, you know, but as a whole, as a whole, we got to start doing better as far as like educating people, like, you know? Uh, yeah. Know. yeah, no doubt, wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate these conversations, right? <clears throat> and so, again, just to, you know, narrow our focus, right? Because we're talking about the culture of 
vaccine versus not vaccine, right? And I love what Sebastian just mentioned about the miseducation, right? Because people have their mind, they have, they have this fixation with, you know, what the media says, because we had Moderna who had some problems. Then we had Johnson and Johnson who had some problems. And then we have Pfizer who, you know, was built the fastest, but it didn't have any concerns, right? That we know of. And so a lot of people are saying, well, I'm not going to get it because it's just a stronger strand of the flu, right? And so there's a lot of misunderstanding, but it goes back to what Sebastian said. Like, if we know this is, is, is here, then why not do the little thing? So I want to ask Brother Peter and then Brother Kurt, like, Brother, Brother Peter, can you tell us, like, what's the truth about the vaccine? Is it, is it a strand, a dead strand of the virus that they put in your body and it builds up antibodies. Can you just break it down in layman's terms, please? No doctor terms, right? But break it down for my brain. Yeah. So tell I, me exactly I, what's going on with that, please. Okay, I, I can I can talk about how many of these vaccines are built and what your own body is doing after you get vaccinated. Yeah, please. Uh, let, let me go back to to the point that you made before. You know going with with convenient cheap fast food instead of going with healthy mm. and and how much time we spend or do not spend on the reading of what's on the label you know do we do we just read oh it's 30 seconds in microwave and then you, you see hundreds different ingredients most of them chemicals unnatural for our body and you don't care about that part. You only care about the 30 seconds in the microwave. <laughs> and you buy it. And, and the companies are going, they put the 30 seconds in microwave in big letters. So you go for it. So, so we are becoming part of the problem. And, and companies, you know, they want to make money. So they are, they are for it. They are in it for making money. So we, we have to be smarter about the choices we make. And and similar situation is, is in vaccines because the whole world, the media is, is concentrated on vaccines. We not only read all the ingredients, we so we don't we don't see the, the big letters, which is it will probably save you from dying. We read the small letters, which is oh, one in a, one in a million people had this problem while getting vaccinated. Mm. One in the 100,000 people had these side effects while getting vaccinated, but the big letters should be, this can save your life. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's a media thing. And unfortunately it's a political thing because mm. it was, you know, politicians like to divide us and any issue of the day they will use to divide us. Because then they can do their own business and we care about the, the other things. We don't care about how they rake the money for themselves and their families. We care about, oh, what about, you know, guns and abortion and all these issues that are important, yes. But the very important problem of our times is, is corruption and the right. and the you know the, the behavior of corporations that is ruining environment and and lives and so there's many different many different topics and issues here but 
let me go back to how, how vaccines work. Um, so historically, what uh, scientists and companies would do, they would take the, the virus itself and they would make it weaker so it's not causing full-blown disease and they would use that as vaccination. This was 100 years ago. Uh, you know, Pasteur and, and, you know, long, long time ago. Um, so then uh, scientists realized that uh, they can simplify it. So not to take the whole virus, but take only the, the very important parts of it. And, and most of the vaccines, I believe, out there are just proteins that were made artificially um, and these proteins represents the code of the virus. Mm -hmm. So the, the surface of the virus that's visible to our immune system. So when they vaccinate you with, with protein, um, uh, your body makes antibodies against this protein. And when the real virus shows up, you already have antibodies and these antibodies will block the virus so it cannot infect your cells. So this is, you know, technology decades ago. It takes a long time to make it and it takes a long time to test it. And in the pandemic situation that we had last year or are still having right now, uh, we needed something really fast. So what we skipped was the making of protein. So what, what the uh, Pfizer and Moderna, Moderna vaccines are doing is basically giving in the small uh, lipid particles, giving instructions to your own cells, to human cells, how to make pieces of virus, viral protein. So when you get the vaccine, your body is making this foreign protein and your immune system is recognizing it and making antibodies against that. So when the virus comes, mm -hmm. those antibodies will protect you from the virus. Oh, wow. Okay, okay so, so, it's, so a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shortcut. You know, you are not making the virus weaker or you are not making the protein that comes from virus. Mm -hmm. You are just sequencing the genes in the virus and, and and uh, packaging them in these lip, uh, lipid particles, and you're asking your own body to make antibodies against that. And this is really, really fast and really efficient. And uh, if, if there is a new virus tomorrow, we can have vaccine in several months. Mm. And because we didn't have epidemic of this proportion before, this technology was, you know, ready on the shelf, was known for a long time, but Nobody wanted to use it because there was no need. We had a lot of time to go to, through clinical trials, to testing. And uh, so FDA, the organization that regulates all, all the uh, medicines, they would take you know, years to approve new, uh, new uh, medicines, including vaccines. And we didn't have time for that. So companies make this uh, in a relatively new technology that was never tried on such a large scale, but the time was of the essence. Um, so they, so they, they made it quickly and because FDA couldn't approve it properly, right. it's under this yeah. Um, yeah. 
emergency uh, approval. So it, it was not tested on you know, tens of thousands of people, but it was used on millions of people instead. So we are learning from news what would normally uh, researchers from pharmaceutical companies learn during the clinical trial. So the clinical trials that was, was rushed through and therefore it was not fully approved, but um, it's still the, the best and safest way how to protect yourself and uh, the loved ones uh, around you from the virus and from the disease. No doubt. So let me let me play devil's advocate real quick, right? Because Peter, you just gave a mouthful, which is amazingly factual information, right? But let's just say devil's advocate here. I'm a media nut, right? And yeah. so my girlfriend, Sharon, she said, listen, uh-uh. I got the vaccine and it made me hella sick, right? So now I'm seeing all of this, right? But I want to I want to try it out, right? I want So what would you say to somebody that says, well, you know, they're going to put the virus in me. What if it doesn't do what you just said? What if it doesn't affect my body and then I still get sick? Because I heard that she got sick even though she got the vaccine. What would you say to that type of mentality? Yeah, it's it's you know, every time um you injure yourself or you inject something to you, or even if you eat something, your body will react to it, you know? And, you know, we can all sit around the table and eat the same uh, food that we never had before. And, you know, four of you will be fine and I will get sick. It's, it's a very, very normal situation. Um, you know, I, I can go on and on with examples, but this is basically what's happening. And what is really not making the, the news, I think it deserves, is that, you know, there, there was millions of people vaccinated and there was hundreds of people with had serious side effect. You know, millions and hundreds. That's a, that's a, that was, that, that's the headline, not the hundreds. Hundreds is not a headline. The millions is headline and hundreds, you know, it will happen. Doesn't matter what we do. If millions of us are going to drive tonight, there is going to be hundreds of people that will get into trouble. Yeah. Right. That's yes. crazy. That's, that's a good analogy. It's a probability. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of probabilities. And that's so, what's getting sick too, right? It's not just like they, they die and it's detrimental to their health, but it's that their body has a side effect to it or reacts to it in a negative way. Yeah. And, and I had, I, I had a uh, Pfizer vaccine and after first one, I didn't get anything. And after second one, uh, I get headache and I slept for 12 hours. You know, if, if I, if I overdo it with drinking on a party, that's what I would do. So, you know, am I going to complain about it? I could, you know, the second dose made me um, sleep for 12 hours. Um, but I'm, I don't want to make it lighter. Some, some people get seriously uh, sick after vaccine, but it's, it's, you know, some people uh, got a virus and didn't even know about it. And some people got the virus and died. What we yeah. are trying to do here is to prevent millions of people from dying. Mm. That's the, that's the headline. Yeah. The way, the way I see it is like, the, with, with this whole virus, it was about 
defeating the virus together because obviously we can do it alone man like we, it takes the whole world to act together coordinated it's like a soccer team i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this because i'm a soccer player i'm a soccer coach but like it's the same thing if if, if i got one person you know or a, a few people that don't want to work together with the rest of the team is going to reflect in the in the in the field so it's yeah. the same thing with the world you know we got like unfortunately with our previous president we got we had the wrong message we had the wrong message mm. now what we're we're i like that we're encouraging people i mean i, I don't like how some people some people are overdoing it man the state of ohio like giving people like a bunch of money just like ah eh, that's the wrong that, that's the wrong message what you need that. to t- you need to tell people is that we gotta we got this is a way for us to combat this virus together yeah that's it. Yeah. So so we can go back to to do what we were doing before. We can go back to going to schools and going to work and travel, visit our families, you know, going back to life. And all it takes is, you know, all of us doing doing our, you know, it's it's probably duty at this point and uh, and and get protected so it's not spread further. And yeah. Sorry, just I'm to a, add to the sports analogy, it's kind of like if you want to make noise in the stadium and six people make noise, not really a big deal. But if like the whole stadium makes noise, you're going to hear it and it's going to be more effective. So that's just that really makes a lot of sense to me. Sorry, go for it, Mr. B. No, that's cool because, you know, when you, that, that's a beautiful analogy, right? Um, but for me, yo, I'm going to be straight up, you know, being because I don't hide nothing. I'm 100% all the time. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't getting no vaccine, yo. Like, Please, you ain't putting that up in my body. I see what they talking about on the news. I'm just being funny, but no, on a serious tip, I was like, no, nah, I'm good, right? Because I understand like how my mind works. And I really believe that I had it before anyway. That's a whole nother story. But but when I got to school, right? Because we went back to school April 19th uh, to be back in the building. And I love my kids, man. I love teaching. And so I was like, you know what, man? I can't risk my babies, these, these youth getting sick because of me. Yeah. And it goes back to what Sebastian just said, what Jimma just said, what Brother Kirk just said, what Peter just said about doing your job, like to get back to where we are, where we want to be, where we should be, where we want to go, do your job. Just yeah. get the vaccination. Now you don't have to ever worry about that component of your life. And so I was like, man, let me go ahead and get this shot real quick. And so I don't impact anybody else. Like I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about them. Yeah, so yeah. I got it for myself, so I wouldn't hurt, I wouldn't hurt them. And so if people had that unselfish mentality, but you got to think about it, bro. Yeah. Our Constitution says this is my First Amendment right, the freedom of expression, yeah. freedom of speech, yeah. freedom, freedom of religion. And so when you tie that in there, right, like a lot of religious people believe that, you know, God's will, right? So I'm just like, yo, that's that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, when we yeah. think about it, because I'm not going to get this shot because I don't believe in it. Straight yeah. up. You can't tell me I don't believe in it. I'm not doing it. So it's like we have to really, and I love that you guys mentioned that, we have to really break down barriers within ourselves. It's not about nobody else. It's about me. So I cannot be a victim or harm somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm doing this not for myself, but for everybody around me. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's not only with that. It's not only with the vaccine. Is it, I, look, I know that they're saying that 
you don't have to wear your masks no more if you have the vaccine. No, that the way I see it is like we're almost at the finish line. Use your mask for a little bit longer. It's okay. It's all right. We'll be all right. Like the whole point is like to slow because if you think about it in the winter or even last year, like the whole most of last year, we were like the, the virus was spreading like crazy super crazy we're spreading because people still don't know that's why it became yeah, a pandemic works. now if we we're slowing the spread definitely with the vaccine and keep using the masks you know and the sanitizer those things still work you know those things still work we at this point it's about extinguishing the, the virus that's what we gotta do we we gotta try to extinguish this this virus so it stops from from spreading that's what that's what happened is we let the virus spread And yeah. once again, we were not working together. We were not working together. Our media, our governments were giving us the wrong message. And really what it came down to is we got to work together. That's it. Brother Joe, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I was, I was there with you with that same mindset. I'm not getting this, putting this vaccine in me and stuff. And mainly for me, it's, um, you know, like what Peter said, it wasn't FDA approved. And it, I felt very, very conflicted on this whole matter just because of mm -hmm. if you if you have gone in contact and been infected with it, just like any other like disease or virus, your body will build up an immunity to it. Right. To extent, right. And I understand viruses mutate and they they need a living source organism, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I and with, with the confliction with me is like if you're fortifying that immune system, your body can adapt to like certain things that happen, like a cut, your body will, the blood will coagulate faster and it'll seal up faster, you know? And I was scared because of like the uh, one, there was a, a story of a lady, a doctor lost all, like her white blood cell count went to zero or something like that. And Whoa. something like, I, I read it, it was, it was, it was one of the doctors, I believe, that had it and it scared me just because I understand the effects of what we need with the vaccine and that Western medicine, if I'm not mistakenly wrong, is it's only been a, a, around for a hundred years and as humans have been around for longer periods of time. And Yeah. Uh, but also the average age was 25 years. So, you know, that is true. Yes. <laughs> that is so true. So, so that before, before medicine, it, it was very unusual to, to hit, you know 40 or 50 or 60. Mm -hmm. um i i like the uh the uh soccer analogy that you know team and how you know one player who is not performing uh very well will how it will affect the whole team and if there is two or three players or half of the team is not performing 100 you know you have no chance you have no chance against the other team Yeah, I, I think we are all in 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 all of that together, and we have to we have to just push through and uh, and make it happen. Yeah, and and you know, absolutely, it's everybody's right to say, ah, I'm I'm not sure about this, but you know, if 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 you are living with your you know grandparents, for example, and you won't have any symptoms, and they will get sick and and maybe die. You know, how will you feel about yourself that you could have prevented it if you got, got vaccinated? Mm -hmm. How it will be, it will be tragic and, and one will live with that 
mine for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's really it's you know it it mm. dep- you have to think it through. So uh, do I, it's is it just about me or is it about everyone around me? You know, like kids in school or other other uh, right. players on the team or you know family. Right. So yeah, so I, let me let me let me ask this right here, like you know because. The origination, you know, that's again speculation and conspiracy theory, right? But when you think about where the comparison, right? And I, I always go back to America's freedoms, right? It's the first, the Constitution, your First Amendment allows you to have a certain level of audacity, if you will, right? Yeah. So when you think about like, in China and Japan, their numbers diminished quickly, right? There was very little spread. And so maybe Kurt, Gemma, Peter, can you speak to your understanding of what is what was the difference between why their numbers spread and they were proximity to why America and maybe some other countries had explosions? Well. I mean, where do we start? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, when you're saying like with China, their numbers went down. It's 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 really uh, the I guess the discipline. Or I'm going back to mindset. And Drop so, the mic on them. Yeah, and and so for me, with my confliction, going back to that real quick, I had to mm-hmm. get over that. You know, get over that and not think of the self. And think about others and mm. how that can benefit and that trust you have to trust lean in and to that inner voice that heart and understand that you're doing this for a greater good and mm. i feel like with other countries and stuff that the numbers diminish is the discipline they have with it and they're not doing crazy parties and raving like that and <laughs> well to the extent of america's our freedom of speech we have. Yeah. I mean, I can keep going on, but I just, I don't want to say- Well, you, no, 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 that's okay, bro. And I appreciate that because that's why I said we could drop the mic right there because discipline, yo, yeah. that is the key in any walk of life. And Dr. Peter can attest to that, right? Like discipline. And I love what you said about leaning in, right? That means you're, you're willing. Yeah. When you lean yeah. in, you're willing, right? Yeah. To hear. And so you dig a little deeper to hear that voice. Like I said, I was like, bro, I'm good. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, I sleep with my socks on, so I'm getting sick. Right? That's yeah. <laughs> right. So, but when I start, when I saw my babies, when I saw those kids, I was like, nah, dude, let me go ahead and get this shot. I don't care. But to be quite honest, I didn't feel nothing. Like Dr. Peter said, he felt on the second shot, he felt like he slept for 12 hours. Bro, I didn't, I was like waiting. I was like, is that something? Ooh, do I feel something? <laughs> is that it? I didn't feel nothing. But Dr. Peter, can you speak to um, to that question about like what might have been the difference? Um, so you know, if if you if you look at Europe and uh, and U.S. and China, uh, Japan, I would say that's a discipline. So is uh, South Korea, for example. I, I think mm. people are they believe that what government is doing is the right thing. And they will go for it. In China, 
I haven't ever been in China. So, you know, just my, you know, media affected mind of China. I, I think they just forced it on everyone over there mm. in order, in, in order to save, you know, the billion um, they had to, you know, uh, close down the whole town and figure out what's what's happening. And uh, so I, I think they forced people to do it. Mm. Uh, but in other countries, they uh, like in other Asian countries like South Korea, they didn't have to uh, because, uh, you know, people are just, oh, yeah, this is the right thing to do. And they will they will just follow it mm. in Europe. Uh, first, people were like, "Oh, we don't give a shit. I'm I'm feeling fine. I'm going to travel." And when it got, you know, when it got really bad, then people got really scared, and they 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 were, you know, sanitizing and wearing masks everywhere, and they were fine like that for maybe six months, and mm. then again they were like, "Oh, I don't I don't I don't care anymore." Because six months is too long and I can't stand this. And they got into the second wave and then third wave. So there are people in Europe are, you know, they like their freedoms as well. They don't talk about their freedoms. They are just exercising them. Here in US, we, we like to talk about it a lot and exercise mm -hmm. it at the same time. But in Europe, everybody is just, oh yeah, I can go and travel and I can do this and I can do that. And you know, and, and that's it. Maybe, maybe that's because there are so many nations uh, under one roof now. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's 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 different in different countries. And I can't speak to to um, South America or, or Africa. I, I don't have enough information. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, c coming from somebody that's from South America and I, I actually spent some time in South America not too long ago, uh, the beginning of this year. Um, and and um, what I noticed is that we over here in the United States, we are lucky to have certain resources. For example, we were one of the first countries that had access to the vaccine. In Colombia, like there's still some people, like we anybody here can get vaccine now, anybody. Over there in Colombia, they're still only getting to the elderly, you know? And even then, there's just like, they run out of vaccine, you know, they, they got to wait, you know? They're, they're only vaccinating, like, I don't even know, like a couple thousand per day, you know? And it's over here, like, it's crazy. Like, we have great resources available to us, and we're not being thankful for that. Yeah. Um, like, like, I told myself, look, I don't like it either. Like, what if they're putting a chip in my arm? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who, who the heck cares? But what 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 what's true though? Because like, that that right there is just another conspiracy theory, you know. Mm. But what what the truth is when you ground yourself and really think about what's real is that I got aunties, family in Colombia that still have no access to the vaccine. That when the moment I realized that I was like shit, I gotta give myself to the closest clinic, and I did it. I got my vaccine. I was fine. Everybody reacts differently. Yeah, like I was fine. I was fine with both doses. Didn't feel nothing, you know. Matter of fact, after my second dose, I was like, 
damn, did I get stronger or like what? Like <laughs> he was <at> practice. <laughs> he was running in the game and practice that day too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, we like we we just you know we all have different genetics. Um, and but what's real though is that there's this vaccine that is already like helping a lot of countries, helping a lot of populations keep this, uh, uh, this, this uh, virus under control. What like, uh, the question I ask you is like, would you rather have the virus or the vaccine? To be honest with you, I already experienced what the virus was last, last year in 2020. Like, I, I want to move on, you know, I want to move on. That's, the, yeah. that's, you know? Yeah, I think too, like, um, and I, I hear it from what Sebastian is saying and I also can't speak to the majority of the world. I don't, I've only grown up in a few places and yeah, I, I don't know much about it, but um, I think that identity is such an important part of all of it. And something that I've understood is that the American and I would say like North American identity, including Canada and everything does have like a sense of individualism. And that's really important. Um, but what I find that's different is in a lot of other places, there's this conception of community health and family and tradition and culture. And this is so deeply ingrained into identity where the US and, and Canada, I would say as well, is so diverse in lots of ways that um, you can't necessarily pin identity to one culture or pin it to one tradition or one way of living. So it's very individualistic and I think there's a lot of benefits to that, but I think that mir that is mirrored and illustrated in the way that um, we've dealt with the with the virus and with COVID and everything, and and how it's been more difficult in some ways and easier in other ways, but especially more difficult, I think, because people have become so divided in what it means to be healthy and what it means to be safe, and they don't view it as oh, like I want my neighbors to be safe as well. It's more like how am I gonna best survive myself and like what. How is this affecting me and my beliefs and my values? So it's really interesting because I think we have such a diverse set of beliefs and values in one spot. Um, yeah. Concentrated too like that. So just talking about health, I think looking at identity is really interconnected to health and like, how do you want to live and how do you want to treat people and how do you want to contribute to the community? And I think for example, in China, um, from what I understand, there it was already normalized to wear masks if you were sick like just had a cough or had a cold mm -hmm. or anything whereas in america like nah, you know the masks and it's so like <laughs> yeah so, yeah picking up that the mask is america's yeah. biggest burden man yeah normalizing that though into society and like really implementing that as part of something that people do in their daily lives is difficult and it's hard and it is actually quite incredible that it happened over the course of a year but um, yeah, I think that the diversities that you see across the globe and like the differences in treatment and reactions have a lot to do with that. And also I would argue like greatly colonial legacy and like disproportionate things in that sense too, but that's also another story. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jim, so health, health conscious, that's what I would say. It's like yeah. and, and other, other countries have more health consciousness when it comes and, to- But Gemma, you know, and, and like you're saying, you know, Brother Kurt, it's like, that is such a beautiful point, right? Like, when you think about, um, now, 
granted, other countries have their concerns, they have their issues, but they are a united front, right? And what makes America so beautiful is the diversity, is the American dream, is that reality that says, if I bust my butt, I work hard, I can have what I wanna have. There are no restrictions. And I think that is our Achilles heel, that there are no restrictions and that there is, you know, several of us within very various communities that are like selfless, right? Because I drive by, man, and I see the homeless, you know, and I see the tent cities and I'm just like, how is this possible? Like Brother Peter said earlier, in the richest country in the world, you saw how we can get those resources out when Brother Biden came in office, how easy was it for us to get $1,400 stimulus check? Okay, so we can produce the money, yeah. but we have homeless individuals. And so again, when we think about like the health consciousness, right? It's the life consciousness because a lot of people have, well, hey, I got mine. You know, I grew up in the hood. Yo, shorty, you better get yours. I got mine. I'm a model for you, how it gets down, but I ain't giving you nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that kind of mentality that we are ensnared in. But I love what you said about the, the reality of a healthy lifestyle, right? A healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And it's ingrained in us from like what Gemma talked about, the colonial, the, the conquering mindset of, you know, the haves gonna have and the haves not, not, right? And so when we think about like all of that dynamics, man, you know, we, we, we talk about health. It's a, again, I go back to it being a mentality. Yeah. It's a mindset. And so I'm gonna do what I gotta do to live. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I haven't done I haven't even scratched the surface of what I'm supposed to do in this earth yet. And living healthy is a part of it. And so again, man, so brother Kurt, Dr. Peter, how can, you know, I want you to speak to the people and, and tell them, you know, brother Kurt, you go first as a nutritionist, but how can someone that grew up in a slum, if you will, or in the projects or the hood, develop this mindset that says, I am not living to eat, but I'm eating to live. Right, that's beautiful. Um, you know, there's a, there's a great quote I heard once. Um, the brain that got you in the problem can't get you out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, like I've seen it in my family, I don't wanna get too personal, but I lost my grandmother and my mom Mm. health-related decisions like you know situations and all that when we yeah. answer and all that and so you know it's these kids and these and these people in these these areas have been affected by that somehow like heart heart disease is one of the lead causes of death in america so like yeah people have seen stuff from diabetes and all that trauma and it's like learn from you got to learn from that. right and, and, yes and it's tough, but like I said, the brain that's got you in that problem can't get you out of it. And listening and leaning in to a different perspective, a different lens, a different narrative you're telling yourself. Because it's sad, man. It's sad when you go into all these urban areas and all the junk food and convenience stores and all that, and the rich areas, Bro. health, Trader Joe's and all that. And it's, 
it, it's really tough to get out of that. But like I said before, it's discipline. It, it's, it's discipline. So that's just my, my, my spiel on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I have a follow up, but I want to hear from Dr. Peter. I, I think it's, um, you know, just, you know, it's a community, it's family. It's uh, how, you know, our parents um, set us up, you know, they, because they gave us those values. They told us what is healthy and what is not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they would, they would take us to have junk food, but they were like, yeah, this is only because I don't know what special occasion. It's, it's not twice a day. We are going to go to a, have a fried food or, or burger or something like that. So, so to make it, to make it not a, not a pattern, but um, the special occasion. So I think the, the community and the family is, is one thing. And then for really unfortunate, you know, you mentioned uh, kids in slums. Um, it just the rest of society has to help. I think that's the that's the only solution. You know, through education, through uh, proper nutrition, um, and to get as many of of these unfortunate people out of their situation, so they can go and and have education and have a job and and start families and and to uh, to propagate those values further and further I think it's it's the it's the whole society has to uh, come together again yeah um, and 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 get us somewhere where we want to be a society right it's the collective consciousness you know you gotta <laughs> I'm getting real deep into spirituality now lately and this understanding that we're all connected in some way shape and form and no doubt. Uh, you know, like the net, like a fishing net, the nodes and they transfer over to other nodes. It's like a con connection and understanding that we all have to help each other. It takes a village, you know, it, we have to come together and understand that old things, old values, like Peter said, that were brought on to us, that they can change. <laughs> you can You can have better values, you know, and and you can have friends, you have a support system. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, growing up, you realize that what parents were telling you, yeah. you know, 15 years, that that's actually wrong. You don't agree with that. And and you are looking somewhere else for, for better advice. And and that's fine. That's that's the choice that we are all making. Mm -hmm. So so let me so again, devil's advocate in this scenario, right? Because uh, we could have the culture of a, of, of a food desert episode, right? Because when you think about it, like in my neighborhood, right? There wasn't a Whole Foods when I was growing up. There wasn't a, you know, a, a market mm. that had like fresh, you know, vegetables and, you know, readily available things, right? And so it was McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, you know, uh, Popeye's, right? Like on every corner or the closest store was, you know, my man's market that was, you know, like the all food store, right? Like the convenience store is what we called it, the corner store, right? Mm. And so now growing up in that, right, this is, this has become my nature. But I meet the coolest brother, Kurt, and I meet Dr. Peter. 
And I say, man, I really want to, but I don't know how. Like, it's hard, man. I got my job. I got to pay my bills. I don't have no, I can't stop on the way home. So I just snatch up something for my babies at McDonald's. Hmm. What would you say to that? How could you help that person change the way they think about the whole mindset around, I don't have it. This is where I'm at. This is what I got to deal with. What well, would you say to that, Kurt, then Peter? Well, it's a perspective, you know, like in order to climb a mountain, you know, people think about climbing a mountain, getting there, right? They're not focusing on the little steps and it's accountability and doing to change. You can't change overnight when it comes to nutrition, but what you can do is change something in your daily routine. Like I, I, I do accountability assignments with clients and, you know, you should try to drink like your body weight in ounces of water a day. Some people don't even drink a, a, a serving of water. So I'm like, start off with a serving of water. <laughs> Congratulate yourself. That's a mini victory. Take that. You did that. You did something you didn't do yesterday. And it's yeah. building these little habits, you know? And then eventually, you know, you're looking at the steps, like going back to the mountain. And eventually you look up and you're like, wow, I'm on top of the mountain already. Instead of the stress of getting there instantly. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's changing little habits. Incremental. Yeah. Incremental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's real. Absolutely yes. agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. So you you have to have you have to realize that what you are doing is not the best for you. And you have to have a plan. You have to talk to someone or read the book about it or and then you know, instead of uh, you know, to have a plan, for example, I don't know, to have a salad on Wednesday and stick with it every week. And maybe, you know, your family will think like, well, the, well this is not food, you know? What do you mean I'm going to have salad with some, you know, cheese and ham on it? It's what, what do you mean? But then, you know, one week and next week and next week, and then someone in your family can say, actually, I like that salad. Let's have it on Friday as well. You know, small steps and, and have a plan and, and try to change where you go to eat and or what you buy. Because we, we are creatures of habit. We always go to grocery store and go to the same aisle where we are sure that we will find what we're looking for and just throw that in the basket. And <laughs> sometimes don't don't wander to those other aisles at all. So if you want to change, try, you know. Use, use the different door to get the grocery store and, and, you know, go through all the aisles and just explore and look what's, what's on sale and, and taste it, you know? Man, Peter, that's, that's real, man. And I appreciate that perspective because, you know, you must have been following me around the store because I go straight for the Twinkies. You know what I mean? And I, I don't like them banana kind, you know, I want the regular Twinkies. I ain't been able to find them. So it must not be to happen, right? But, you know, in all seriousness, man, I, I appreciate what Brother Kurt said about the spirituality, right? Like believing that, you know, we're, we're all connected in some way and you're, bro, when you think about it, just as an example, and we're going to get ready to close in a minute, but when we think about like, you know, LeBron James, right? Mm -hmm. This man spends a million dollars a year on his health man. alone. And you think about his long, the things he's still able to do yeah. right, at his age on the basketball court, because he, it, it, again, you heard me say it throughout this episode tonight, the mindset, right? 
that leads to the discipline that Brother Curtin, Dr. Peter talked about, building that, becoming that creature of habit to be disciplined, to do those little bitty things that leads you to eventually being on top of the mountain. I love that analogy, bro. Like every journey starts with one step, right? And so, man, small <laughs> like, victories, what if, right? What if, what if you lost a pound a week, right? Just saying, right? And four weeks are in a month, right? So that's four pounds a month times 12. That's 48 pounds you just lost. Yeah. <laughs> here. That's yeah. huge for a lot of people. That's a, that's, a, that's a huge accomplishment. It doesn't take no much. Doubt to reach that, you know, so. <laughs> and, and you know what, again, man, when you think about that, now that's a beautiful way to put it, but like Sebastian said earlier, Dr. Peter spoke, spoke to it like this right now, the biggest loser was a hit show for several years, right? And so you see these hundred plus pound men and women losing that amount of weight in such a short amount of time, but granted they're busting their butt doing it, but people think that's gonna happen for them. No. And when they don't get the results, what do they do? Get discouraged. They stop. They get discouraged, yeah. right? Yeah. And so to, before we close out, man, Dr. Peter, Brother Kurt, can you speak to, you know, again, I need some encouragement, right? I'm discouraged because I'm just, I'm, I, I, I drink my water, Brother Kurt, Dr. Peter. I'm eating the salads every night and I'm, I'm cutting out all of this stuff, but I'm not losing it. I'm not feeling it. How would you encourage me in that moment? Um, well, it, it goes, it goes back to, uh, those many victories and to be encouraged, you have to, you have to look past the discouragement. Like everybody, what Peter said, everybody's, everybody's body reacts differently. And sometimes some, there's different body types in the body, you know, like for humans. And so one, mm. some people are like mesomorphs and they can burn fat, they can eat whatever. You might not be that, but everybody has their journey and know that if you keep going this new route, this new perspective, you'll see changes in the long run. We're talking longevity. When I say healthy, being able to run up some stairs with some groceries in your hand, playing right. with your grandkids, you know, yeah. that's, that's quality of life. And to be able to move, movement is medicine. And so encouragement would be to keep pressing on. I've seen this lady in the gym once, she, she was in her 60s, she said, just gotta put my shoes on, get going. I'm just, it was yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Dr. Peter, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, you know, if, if you think you, you changed everything and it's not working, then talk, someone, talk to someone who knows about this and they might give you more pointers. And keep moving. I if 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 someone is on salad seven days a week and it's not losing weight, then then there is some some underlying condition. You know, there there is some some disease. Um, and if if you add you know walking, you don't have to run. If if it's if you go for a walk, you know, if you have a dog, that's that will become natural to go a couple of times a day. Um, go for a walk. Um, I, you know, I, I don't like going to extremes, like completely changing your diet or, or going from, you know, being couch potato into, you know, busting their asses with, with heavy weights and running up the down the stairs. I don't like those extremes. I, I like to ease into things and, um, mm. and it always worked for me when, when I decided to, 
to lose my weight, I it it happened, and then I got lazy and and I was it was it was getting back again. I was like, oh, now I at least know that I can do it. So if I decide to go down again, I I know I can do it. You know, and and again, that's in my head because before that I I thought I would need to go to some kind of extreme diets or something like that but um now i know all, all i need to do is to exercise regularly and um and you know skip bread and and that will do it for me yeah so, everybody yeah. yeah and everybody is different so yeah. some people need to go more extreme but some people are will just ease into it and it's it's really easy change you want to run yeah. the to burnout you don't want to burn out and like real quick, I just want to like those people that change drastically, you have to understand, you have to maintain that track, that change. You have to maintain yeah. the intake of calories and all that to maintain that frame. You just can't, mm. people get complacent or get comfortable and they stop that. And then yeah. you do the risk of injury, arthritis, injuries, ligaments and all that through strenuous workouts and strenuous diet restrictions and so you should just ease into it and make it a part of your life it shouldn't yeah. be there should be no resistance when right. you're making this change like it should be just as easy as i'm gonna wear the white shoes today instead of the black ones yeah with the apple instead of drinking some coffee or you know like it's certain things you know yeah, yeah. i wanted to add too like i love what um kurt said earlier i can't remember exactly what it was but you can't use the same brain that got yeah, you there. The brain that got you in the problem can't get you out of it. And I think yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice so I, I think, like, thank you for that. I think that Mr. B and your, like, the situation that you put out there, for example, of, like, you're doing all the steps and you're doing the stuff and you just can't, like, reach the thing that you want. I think it's really important to check in with yourself throughout this whole thing, whether you're, like, doing something with your physique with your mentality or anything like that and just really check in with yourself and say okay I'm eating the salad I'm exercising I'm doing this I'm I'm all the I'm checking all the boxes but how do I feel like do I feel better about myself do I have energy throughout the day like maybe I'm not sleeping enough maybe I'm like over obsessing about doing all these things um like I have an experience where I just I did I did too many, like I, I took it too far. So I disconnected from my feeling and I went more to like, I'm doing the steps, I'm doing the steps, I'm doing the steps. So it wasn't more, it wasn't as much option and choice. It was more like, oh, I have to do this or else it's gonna be detrimental to something. And like the vaccines, my choices were based out of fear rather than my reality or like my intuition or what I was feeling. So I think any health changes, you really have to focus too, like, how am I feeling? Is this really putting me up for success? Like, am I being a more productive, more compassionate, more like strengthened and resilient individual, or am I slowly depleting in some ways or moving backwards? So like checking in with yourself at those checkpoints, because I think when you, when you hit a static point, maybe you're not challenging yourself enough, or maybe you need to reassess, or like Peter said, maybe you have a disease or there's something underlying that needs to that needs to be addressed. So your body will tell you what you need. And, and if there's something happening that isn't right, then you can take that as an indication of, okay, like what do I need to explore now? Or what else, what other part of myself do I need to be curious about? Because I'm clearly missing something. Um, 
yeah, but that really resonated with me, just the spirituality and keeping that mentality too. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, listen, man, listen, y'all already know how we get down here at Coaches United Fam, bro. We can go for hours and hours, but we wanted to maintain, you know what I'm saying? Because we want y'all to keep coming back, yo. But, yo, let's, um, man, let's give it up for Dr. Peter and Brother Kurt, man, for their knowledge and their their spirits tonight, man. It was a blessing. Um, You know, Seabash, you got something to say to the people before we bounce, man? No, I just want to say thank you to our guests today. Uh, just remember, you know, you can follow up with us. You can hit us up on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and also you can, you know, recommend our podcast if you like our content to other people that can hear us out on Spotify, Apple Music and other platforms, you know. So uh, once again, thank you, uh, Kurt. Um my brother, with K, uh, K, look him up, KTS, KTS, Fit Life, you know, it's all about that physical, mental, mental and, and spiritual. spiritual life, man. So if you if, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Peter, thank you for being here with us. Hey, I just got to say, Dr. Fauci got an Instagram. If you're going to have cure cancer <laughs> in the future, you better yeah. get yourself some. some Yo, I need your contact, man. Peter, <laughs> I, I, love to talk, I, I love to talk to you. Hey, more, doc, Dr. Fauci yeah. became like, became a, a celebrity during the, during the pandemic, man. All the memes, man. Oh man. It's crazy. So yes. Peter, you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you know, to join us and, and thanks for having me. And, and, and uh, yeah, to all the fam, stay, stay connected. More episodes, more content is coming. We're Coaches United, ain't got time to be divided. Won't you get excited? Cause in the end, you'll be delighted that you took a listen to the voices that you hear. Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here. Cause we're Coaches United, ain't got time to be divided. Won't you get excited? Cause in the end, you'll be delighted that you took a listen to the voices that you hear. Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here. See, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United podcast, a podcast that has everyone in mind where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated, where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Cultures United podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and other platforms. Find our website at www.culturesunited.org or reach out to us on Instagram at Cultures United Podcast and Twitter at The Unity Podcast. Send us your questions, comments, or perspective. We want to hear from you.